We are so excited to be partnering with Marco Polo. Marco Polo is a video chat app that brings you closer to the people you love the most. Connection is a big factor in why we started doing the podcast, and this app has allowed us to connect with many of you and continue the conversation. Our listeners will get a free two-month pass for Marco Polo Plus. Just download the free version of the app, click on the link in our show notes, and it will upgrade your account, giving you access to double speed, the notepad, and other awesome perks. Happy poloing! We're your hosts, Dana and Kara, and this is From the Mouths of Babes. Hey, babes. Welcome back. Today, we're going to get spicy and funny. It Hopefully, nobody knows really what's going to happen. I'm going to be honest. I forgot we were recording, and I popped four melatonin. So, oh. <laughs> gosh, four? There are only three milligrams. They're baby ones. <laughs> My gosh. So if you hear some snoring, you know Kara's falling asleep. No, yeah. I think with our topic tonight, nobody will be sleeping. Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Talk about you and me. Okay. We're going to be sharing some sexy snafus. There it is. The misconceptions that we all have about spicy time. Or yeah, something. we've got we got some good stories, so I'm excited to share. Um, so why not, you know, kick things off with a bang? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went to Target today, the kids, and they had a sound effects little machine in the dollar spot. So maybe we should start using that. <laughs> they have the drums. You got it. Yeah. yeah, I let I let the kids get it. And I was like, you have to promise to share and also not be obnoxious with it. And I said, okay, promise. <laughs> we'll Already see about been obnoxious. That. Yeah. All right. All of these stories are anonymous. Um, and let's start it off. So, okay. Well, actually, let me tell you why we even decided we wanted to do this episode. So we had some friends over and we were playing games and we, they had told us a hilarious story about their wedding night. And I was like, oh my gosh, this would be an epic podcast episode because I feel like everybody has these stories and we all just need to hear them and laugh about how ridiculous it is. Um, especially coming from a Christian community like we are a part of where a lot of people have waited to have sex for the first time until their wedding night. Um, I just don't think there's the education that is needed for uh, there not to be hiccups on people's wedding nights or honeymoons. Correct. So, okay, here is one story. She says, we were on our honeymoon and one morning we had just finished having sex and we tried to have sex back to back. Basically it led to a meltdown for both of us, me being concerned that I couldn't turn my husband on and wondering if he was attracted to me, my husband thinking something was wrong with him. And he kept saying, I really like sex. It's really fun. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
We both just sat in our sadness, not realizing there is a refractory period after a man orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) So our brother-in-law is a doctor and he's like the oldest, one of the oldest brothers. And he has had like the talk with like all of the brothers in the family just to make sure they have the basics covered. And he told my husband like the day of our wedding, do not call me if you don't get it up. You can't, every single brother has called me after trying to have sex for like the sixth time in a day. And then they think they're broken or they think they need Viagra. You're not broken. You need to relax. You need some hydration. You need to eat something. (laughs) Don't call me. It's so funny. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. too good. Yeah, it is good. Okay, wait. I'll sh- yeah, go for it. Okay, so this one somebody sent us was just the general misconception that all women can orgasm just by grinding on their husband every time. It's only happened to me a, f- a few times. I learned that women generally take more time to finish, and especially me. Haha. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that is a misconception that even women don't understand their anatomy and how things work. I did a, uh, the female sexual sexuality class with Jennifer Finlayson Fife, like in person. And she was telling, she tells a story about like asking her teenage daughter, like, do you understand how your anatomy works? Do you, do you get how to make things feel good? She's like, yes, mom, leave me alone. Like, sure, we don't need to have a deeper conversation. No, gross. Like, <laughs> and anyways, I just think that's so funny. But yeah, I don't, I honestly, like, I don't even remember if I like really knew. Like, I think I kind of knew, but I was given good advice pretty fast to like get a vibrator and best advice anyone can have so <laughs> first i don't know why like sometimes it's more taboo right. well it was it was because it and then it was taboo because men thought that women were replacing them and that it was a, a comment on their manliness and right. their ability to be pleasing partners like no you just don't know what you're doing. We <laughs> so, just need we both. Yeah. And so anyways, but yeah, but it's not, I don't think it's taboo at all. Any, anymore. I don't, unless you're still just don't have anyone to talk to. Like don't have a mom or a sister or a friend that you have an open dialogue. With. Yeah. <laughs> Too scared of the internet. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause I feel like in preparation for this, I started having more conversations with people about healthy sexuality in general. And it's amazing to me how many people don't have people in their life or didn't at the time to share those things with them. And they kind of just had to fumble through it. And, um, I think they look back now and they're like, wow, it's gotten so much better. Yeah. So it's got to practice. Yes. (laughs) Um, someone wrote that their uh, grandmother hid in the closet on their wedding night because she was <gasps> afraid to come out. 
what why was she in there she must have just been afraid i don't know i wish i could ask more questions i have so many questions and i'm very uncomfortable what happened I'm wondering oh if it was gosh. because, like, I think it must have just been, like, she was afraid to come out because she, like, didn't know what to expect. But if that was your grandmother. The grandma? Tell us. The grandma was too afraid to come out? Yeah. Like, maybe she just was, like, afraid. But why was she in the closet in the first place? Well, she probably just, like, got undressed and then hid, hid in there. Oh, my gosh. Be an adult. <laughs> that is so. I feel like that was like had to be in like the forties, though. So I doubt it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh well, if that was you and you want to send me a DM about your experience, and let me ask all the questions, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the story. Before we got married, we had multiple people tell us that we would benefit from having extra towels on hand or even having a specific sexy time blanket to do the deed on to keep our bed clean. So us virgins naturally assumed that things were going to get really messy. Wanting to be prepared, we asked the check-in desk at our hotel the night of our wedding to send extra towels to the room and to please do so quickly. We get to the room. We wait a bit for the towels to arrive and then place another call to the front desk asking for a status update on the towel situation, not wanting our first time to be ruined by room service, knocking on the door. We waited for what seemed like forever, just sitting on the bed, all anxious and excited until my husband finally called the front desk again and told them to cancel the towels and to not disturb us. (laughs) I can just like picture that of just like so awkward you're just like sitting on there on the little bed in the hotel room you're like when are the towels gonna get here we can't get started (laughs) without the towels oh yeah that just takes all the like i don't know spontaneity out of it it. yeah like the sexiness like yeah that's unfortunate but let's be honest how much of that is Because there's, especially again, within a Christian community of people who have waited, like, you know, what's going to happen. So how much spontaneity is there actually? No, there is zero, but it just makes it, you feel more like an idiot and like (laughs) an extra virgin. Yeah. Extra virgin olive oil of virgin, (laughs) extra virgin olive oil. That's hilarious. Um, someone sent me, uh, didn't have the foresight to get lube. So we used lotion instead. Gross. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't, that sounds, uh, it probably gets the job done, but probably not the same. Like a yeast infection waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I, yeah, I think you need to do your research about the things you use. (laughs) Okay, I'll tell an embarrassing one. So our brother-in-law pulls, you know, has pulled my husband aside 
given him a basic, you know, basic rundown of things. And he goes to two of his groomsmen who were single, also children <laughs> like us. <laughs> and he's like, puts them, their job was to get lube. And which let me just have a little side note. And he originally asked me to go to the store. <laughs> I think I was like 17. 17. Yeah. Maybe 18. No, you'd gone up to, yeah, you'd gone up to BYU. So you were like 18 or 19. 18. Okay. I was 18. And so, yeah, you had said no, apparently. Um, so he sends these two boys and bless my little like pre Pinterest heart. I had them in Argyle sweaters and little pinwheels <laughs> and matching bow ties. And, you know, so paint that image of these two young clean cut kids dressed like that. And they go and they grab some Astro glide and they check out. And they're just so embarrassed. They're not making eye contact with anyone. And they give it to our brother-in-law and he goes, good choice. This is very popular with the gays. And they just went like white as ghosts. They were like, oh my gosh, they, the cashier probably thought we were like together. Like, look at how we're dressed. So I've scarred them for life. <laughs> oh that. What a blunder. That's so funny. Oh, lube stories. Okay. So it's not a first time blunder, our writer says, but a funny first month of dating blunder. My date and I went back to his BYU apartment after a date and we were sitting on his bed, just talking. There was no kissing, touching, not even snuggling. We were just facing each other and chatting when all of a sudden I looked at his jeans and noticed that he left something in his pocket. I grab his pocket, start squishing it and say, why do you have socks in your pocket? <laughs> I'm still looking down and feeling around trying to figure out why he would carry socks in his pocket. When I look up, and see his shocked expression. That's when I quickly pull my hands away and cry out in horror. That's your penis. <laughs> As someone with only <laughs> sisters, I had absolutely no idea that guys tuck their penis to the side or in their boxers. I was so embarrassed that I had unknowingly groped my boyfriend in our first month of dating. But let's be honest, I don't think he minded too much. So funny. <laughs> uh, why oh. have socks in your pocket did you just imagine just groping just full-on groping and I like the confusion on her face of like what's in here and him just being like oh, sensations <laughs> that is so like I'm so uncomfortable and this does not affect me personally in any way, shape, or form. And I know this was years ago, but I'm like not okay for that story. Oh, it's so funny. I think an even funnier piece is that I had to tell Luke this story because since the beginning of our marriage, we have talked extensively about how men tuck their junk. And for mm -hmm. the longest time, he was like, they do not tuck it into their waistbands. That is complete. Like, I cannot believe a guy would do that. But every person I have talked to says that that is what they do. They tuck up? That tuck up. 
That seems like an accident waiting to happen, though. What do you mean? Like zips up, coming out of waistbands, showing off. I don't know. Just little tips, tip slips. (laughs) It's it's a hot, hot take, apparently. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I have not had this conversation. Now I feel like I need to. Now you need to. Yeah, but but this is not a question that I would like. My husband would obviously have a different, like, would have his own experience. I don't think he who would know much about what other guys are doing. I mean, maybe. I think we had a conversation with a bunch of Luke's friends about it because it was like such a heated debate debate. between Luke and I. Wow. I mean, it probably depends on the package. You know, that's true. (laughs) How you wrap it. (laughs) Okay. This person writes and says that their husband thought that a blow job meant that literally they would blow on the penis. (laughs) Oh man. It's like, when did I learn these things? I know the different terms. Growing up in Indiana, I had like some trashier friends that. <laughs> so I remember learning terms from kids earlier that I was just like, what are you saying? Like, I don't know why. <laughs> like the term head. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying and why you're saying. Yeah. I do remember oh. going to one of my friends in elementary school in Indiana no judgment but she did live in a trailer park and uh while we were hanging out at her house she taught us how to be like a stripper and do a pole dance her mom was right there I was like oh you know her mom was like no 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 you don't do it that way I'm like okay do they have a pole in their house no it was more like probably just like a sexy dance oh that's fine like a like a striptease kind of like yeah. a chair dance yeah yeah lap dance wow a vivid memory of that and now i'm terrified for my own children i know let's just not let our kids go anywhere oh no. my gosh people are crazy people, the things people be telling other people's children i know it's like your business say go ask your mom like this is not my business Do you have any more? Um, I just have like my personal wedding night story too. <laughs> but um, so my in-laws just did the nicest thing and paid for our honeymoon night or you know, for our wedding night hotel room. They ordered um a room with two queens. <laughs> so strike number one as we walk in like well okay you're Um, sitting on your own bed yeah (laughs) so things were a little slow and awkward obviously like there were a lot of nerves and nothing's happening like (laughs) but things were fine it was there was no trauma involved in that night except for we did fall asleep 
in one of the queen beds. And that's when I figured out that my husband sleepwalks and he got up and went to the other bed. And, you know, absolutely no, like, I was obviously awake. So I'm like, how do you sleep with somebody in a bed? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, I can hear you breathing. Like, why are you <laughs> so close to me? So I did not sleep, was not asleep. And he just got up and left. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. And like, I just slept with you, but you don't actually want to sleep with me. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then he woke up in the morning in like a pure panic, like, we're like, where'd you go? And you're in the bed. I was, you know, he figured out he was there. He's like, what happened? I'm like, fool, you left me here. You went and got in the other bed. Um, And yeah, so that was, he was, he's still embarrassed about it. I'm like, I just think it's hilarious. And we were completely unprepared. We had zero food or snacks with us. So we had to like immediately get up at like 630 and like in the morning and go eat. And then of course we, so we also had to sign paperwork because we were moving into like married student housing and we, so we had to wait to be legally married. So we had to go in there the next day. We had to wait for our appointments. So we're like, might as well go back and open some presents. <laughs> so of course our whole family was there and made things awkward but I tried to pretend like it wasn't awkward like okay. yeah Luke had a very strict good. we will not be seeing any family after after yeah, we get married that's fair that's fair that's what it's just like so like that's like the creepy part of like purity culture is that like everybody knows what you're doing right and watching like the Duggar uh shows and you know the documentaries when they talk about like the weddings and the advice that their parents are giving them and cheering a new couple on like good job we know what you're doing right (laughs) like it's just that's my least favorite part (laughs) like purity culture christian weddings you know yeah it's like yeah we're gonna try to pretend and then you know how like when people use the terms like oh we're trying for a baby like you know, like, we're so happy for you. We know what you did to get that baby. Like, it's just like, we all just pretend like right. gross That's why things it's are so happy. funny. It's like, we're all doing it. No one's yeah. talking about it. I know. That's why we're it's, talking about it on the podcast. I know. I'll talk about it with anybody. I, that's the problem is I have no filter. So I probably make people very uncomfortable in <laughs> real life. Okay. Here's our story. So I woke up the morning of my wedding probably it was probably like 3 30 a.m because gavin was sleeping kara's son gavin was sleeping in the same room that i was sleeping in and he was coughing and ended up throwing up in his bed so i lifted him out of his bed and put him in the bathtub and then went and woke kara and trevor up and i like fell over in pain my abdomen was hurting so badly and I, so I'm like sitting there on the floor in what's that pose child's birth, fetal position, the fetal position. And I'm in so much pain and I'm crying and, um, my mom comes down and she's like, I think we should go to the hospital. I had just gotten an, an IUD 
probably like a month or two prior. And I kept having like extreme pain. So I had gone in to have them check to make sure it was inserted properly. And everyone said it was fine. So I was like, this has got to be something with my IUD. I go to the bathroom and I'm noticing that I'm bleeding. So I'm like, okay, this is really strange. So my mom's like, I think we should go to the, to the emergency room. So this is like 3.30 a.m. on my wedding day. So we go to the emergency room and come to find out um, I had had a cyst rupture on my ovary. And so that was all sorts of painful. And I had to do like a vaginal ultrasound. And so all the things up my hoo-ha. Anyways, so we roll up. I get home probably, it was probably like 7 a.m. by the time that I had gotten home and I was so tired. So I like went back to bed for like an hour and then woke back up and started getting ready. But I didn't tell Luke any of this because I was like, I don't want to worry him, you know. So he's just, you know, going about his morning, like, oh, I'm getting today. This is great, you know. I don't tell him until we're in the temple and we're just kind of like sitting there as they're going through all of our paperwork. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I was in the emergency room this morning. <laughs> what? 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 Anyway, so all day, all of a sudden, and mind you, there's 10 kids in my family, plus all their spouses and children. There's also nine kids in Luke's family, plus all their spouses and children. And somehow everyone finds out that I was in the ER and that I had a cyst rupture and all these things. So I'm getting a million questions about it. Are you okay? You know, and oh my gosh, are you going to be okay tonight? And just like all these awkward things. So rest assured it was fine. I was fine. Everybody night was fine. It was a couple of days later when we were on our honeymoon <clears throat> and we woke up one morning and I'm like, Ooh, like, I wonder if anything's going to happen, you know, nothing. So we go to breakfast and I'm like, mm, maybe like, I'll try to like make a move. Like once we get back from breakfast, so we go back in and he's just kind of like sitting there, like nothing. Like, and I'm like, what the heck? Like, why are you not trying to initiate something with me? So I like end up saying something and I'm a little butthurt about it. Cause I'm like, are you like, are you not attracted to me? like what's it, going on? You know? And he, Luke starts crying. Oh, and he's like, I don't know. I just don't know if I actually like, like it. And I'm worried that there's something wrong with me. And I don't know, it was just like so much so fast, you know. So that's our little blunder. Oftentimes, I think there's a lot of people that have the misconception that women are the only people that deal with like the good girl syndrome, but I think it's yeah. very, it can be very real in men, um, especially, you know, when it's like that has been off limits for their entire life. Don't think about it. Don't. Yeah. Fantasize about it. And then all of a sudden within like 10 minutes of a marriage ceremony, everything's free game, you know? So, yeah. um, I think it's hard to wrap your mind around that. So that was a little struggle. And now we just kind of laugh about it. Cause he's like, uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is like, that is so true. And I've actually had some like interesting conversations with like, like a single guy recently that he was like yeah no I am like terrified of the concept of sex and I like like I know the little basics 
but he's like 38 and single and he's like I am still like a little boy that I just am like so scared of it <laughs> so like yeah he's kind of got sad a- nobody should be scared of that like it's a divine good thing you know yes yes but obviously like when you have like the good boy or good girl syndrome like there's like trauma and like conditioning there you know and and I think that some of that you have to heal with a spouse you know and like with sexual experiences like positive safe sexual experiences so I think some people can go off the deep end and be like well I'm gonna cure this by just being with whatever walks and that obviously is not safe or like a good that's those can be but not good experiences yeah for sure and, and, but yeah so it just like made my little heart tender like for him it's like oh I'm so sorry like if and when feel free to come talk to Trevor and I but we will not ever shove sexuality down your throat like we won't make it weird because clearly there's a lot of people in your life that have made it weird for you (laughs) yeah but yeah I I just it is just funny that I and I'm I've said this many a time I am very very opinionated about having proper sex sex education for the youths for all the people you should know about the STDs (laughs) (laughs) like it's literally like my worst nightmare are stds like the herp terrified of herpes (laughs) that stuff will spread everywhere and gross dental dental hygiene school just like really that was where like my sex education actually started besides being like one of a bazillion sisters you know um like that's Mm, learned learned those things but yeah it's just so interesting like or people that are like getting divorced in their 40s that still don't have like sex education and so they're like going and getting multiple partners when they you know they have all these snafus of only being married to one being with one person before and i'm just like girl you need to take a class do a liked google a light google you need not to get in that deep to like basic education so if any schools out there want me to come teach a sex ed class i will do it i'll do it very professionally um it'll be way better than mean girls so (laughs) you will get chlamydia and die oh but yeah i there are snafus and i think a lot of them can be we can laugh at them now but i think you know we want the next generation to not (laughs) have to have the snafus and lack of education i feel like yeah for sure all right we'll end with one more story from one of our listeners and then we'll share our stories that came out of the mouth of our babes this person says when i first got married i thought anything touching my husband's penis would excite him or feel good we were in a haunted house together with some friends about two weeks after our wedding naive me assumed this would be a perfect moment to make a move dark place no one will see in public so it's thrilling i went to give him a little penis tug that ended up being way more like a punch to the nuts oh my god i assumed it would be a nice surprise for him note to self not all penis interaction will be pleasurable 
for your husband. (laughs) (laughs) I just remembered a story from one of our sisters, I won't name, that she was like having a dream or something. (laughs) She just grabbing her husband's junk very aggressively and just pulling and pulling i think she thought she was like pulling the sheets out of the blankets up oh, she no. was just like totally aggressive like just ripping it off oh boy oh. that'll scar you that'll leave that's a mark. for sure that's a way to wake up mm, so funny all right well we hope you have enjoyed and laughed a little during this episode that was the whole point you know, we're trying yeah. to keep a light here, but also, yeah. you know, educational. Yeah. All right. We're ready for our segment of this came out of the mouth of our babes. So, you know, on the vein of, you know, body talk, sex, you know, um, Sawyer is in church and I overhear her asking Luke something. So later I asked Luke, you know, what led up to this conversation? I guess Sawyer was asking him where a toy she had that she was playing with was made. And he kept repeating the word China and Sawyer repeats back China. And then she (laughs) says, China means inside your vagina really loud in the middle of sacrament meeting. (laughs) Uh, And that's the part I heard is very loudly. I overhear her saying, China means inside your vagina. (laughs) Classic. Uh, Amazing. I love when really tiny kids know the correct words. It just is extra funny. So funny. Okay. Speaking of body parts again, I'll I'll do wine. It's been football season and our oldest, older son plays in fourth grade. And during a hot practice he takes his helmet off and yells at his coach my helmet is sweatier than a butthole I am not going back in there (laughs) I'm not going back in there (laughs) of of all things a butthole I know we like do not use that term (laughs) and like I don't know what, how much heat is coming out of your bum hole, but <laughs> I'm not maybe, sure I would notice. Maybe he meant to say butt crack. <laughs> butt sweat, right? Oh, but yeah, his coach, his coach is this like huge, he's his line coach. He's a huge guy with a big beard. He's probably six five at least, like 300 pounds. And he's like told us, he's like, I have coached every level of football like I've even coached football uh, college level football and I have never heard something so funny yet relatable in my entire life on this <laughs> did he just die when he said he that? died he was just dying his his one of his sons playing for like UCLA right now and he's like I'm telling him like <laughs> we're going to this game this weekend I'm gonna not tell going him. back in there I am not going back in there. <laughs> My helmet is sweatier than a butthole. I am not going back in there. As in back into the helmet or back into <laughs> the game? <laughs> the helmet. 
Oh my gosh. I love Gavin. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. As always, like, subscribe, share, and review. We'll talk to you soon. Peace be with you, babes.